This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. Well, as you know, the last couple of weeks I've talked about our experience uh, having lost our home, my wife and I, here in southern Oregon in the recent Almeda wildfire. And when we were evacuated uh, from where we had lived, uh, we were very fortunate and blessed to be able to uh, move in with some dear friends, Randy and Leslie. Uh, they have a, a really nice home and a little ensuite in the lower part of their house that we were able to uh, to use and enjoy while we secured our more permanent housing where we now are. Now, one of the losses that I experienced in the fire, as I've made reference to, was my library, which for me was my life source, my safe place. And... Uh, but one of the things that opened up for me, moving into Randy and Leslie's, was I now had access to Randy's library, which he has a whole different set of books. And one of the ones I picked up was a book by a guy named Eric Klobel, uh, and it's his take on what Jesus might have meant by some of the thoughts in the speech that we attribute to Jesus called the Beatitudes. And in Klobel's book, he writes uh, some really nice things on the second beatitude in particular, blessed are those who mourn. And Klobel says, our lives are lived in a series of lives and deaths, comings and goings, gains and losses. And he unpacks that line by talking about how a, a child is born. And as the child is pushed through the uterine canal from the safety and security of the mother's womb into the uncertainty of this life as we know it, that that's a, a difficult process. I remember one of the stories my father used to love to tell about my birth is uh, when I was born and uh, the doctor grabbed me from my mother's womb and slapped me on my ass, welcoming me into this world I immediately peed in his face, and my do my father used to love to say, and you've had the same effect on people ever since. <laughs> well, be that as it may, this uh, leaving the security of the womb coming into this life is not easy. And, and Klobel writes, the child releases their first primal wail of surrender to the impermanence of our existence. The loss of what we know to be security is followed by an endless series of losses, a, a favorite blanket or toys, and we leave them for that first day of school, which can be terrifying. And then eventually we leave the friends at school and enter into the insecurity of finding a job or work or a life partner. And then eventually... As life moves on, the kids move away, we enter into the aging process, and we lose the loss of mobility and freedom and independence as we've known it until the final loss of life itself. And we mourn them all. Now, some losses are clear, and after a period of mourning, you just have to rebuild your life, like when a fire destroys your home, or the death of a loved one, or when a partner leaves you, or all the votes have been counted, you have no choice. You just have to move on. But there are other losses that are even more challenging, like how do you really know when a relationship is over? 
or the career that you've dreamed about and you've worked so hard for, it's just not going to happen. Or what all the other alternative therapies are available for the disease that is uh, attacking your body. The uncertainty about knowing when to just surrender and move on or to continue fighting through uh, to try to overcome it. Well, that place can be emotionally just devastating. And no one can tell you what decision to make or how to do it. There's just no way to know for sure what to do and yet, you have to make a decision. Fence-sitting after a while just becomes unbearable and emotionally suffocating. Well, these experiences are just simply part of what we call the human condition. No one escapes them. Presidents and paupers alike. We all know the feeling of being lost and alone and afraid and not knowing what to do next. So one of my major learnings over these past two months since the Almeida fire took our home and belongings is that these moments of loss and grief in many ways shape our lives. How we respond to them is really important. They can make us mean and bitter, or they can break us open into a new way of being in the world and relating to others with more compassion the choice is ours, and it's really one of the most important choices we'll ever make because the quality of the life we live depends on these choices. Now, knowing that these kind of things are going to happen to every one of us at some point in our lives, it's a good idea to maybe plan for them. And here's what I mean. Taking time to invest now in trusting, nurturing, loving relationships with friends and family for the day when grief will come a-knocking on our door is probably one of the most important things we can do. Building an emotional safety net, if you will, because the truth is, one day, you and I are both going to need them. And for me, the other great support right now is believing that while life is arbitrary, God is not. God is not some engineer suffering the loss that we experience, but rather calls us to redeem it, to die, as Klobel says, into something. And the point is that all these losses do cause pain as we're ripped from whatever has helped us to feel safe and secure and loved but they can also be doorways into the great next. Life isn't static. It's always moving on, and at some point, it will end. How we respond to these ever-changing landscapes in many ways determines the quality of the life that we live. Maybe all of these mornings our preparation for the great morning and the great next, which we call death. As always, thanks so much for allowing me to join you on your journey today. And if you'd like to contact me, you can email me at fred at fredgruy.com. In closing for uh, this week's podcast, I have a, a blessing from 
John O'Donohue that comes from one of my favorite books, a book called To Bless This Space Between Us. And this is O'Donohue's blessing for those who are suffering. He writes, May you know serenity when you are called to enter the house of suffering. May a window of light always surprise you. May you be granted the wisdom to avoid false resistance when suffering knocks on the door of your life. May you glimpse its eventual fruits. May you be able to receive the fruits of suffering. May memory bless and protect you with the hard-earned light of past travail to remind you that you've survived before. And though the darkness now is deep, you will soon see approaching light. May the grace of time heal your wounds. Blessing on your journey this week. Take care.